every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a little What's Going On. I uh, want to remind you about the title sponsor of the big show. That would be Big O. Save up to $150 off Pirelli, Nitto, and Toyo Tires now through April 4th at your locally owned and operated Big O Tires. We had, we thought we might talk to Locke in this segment, but uh, we might be overlapping with the, the his uh, interview with Coach Quinn Snyder. So uh, we're not going to get a chance to get to Locke in this segment, but we thought we'd uh, check in with DJ and PK. What do you think, uh, Yeah, Gordo? sounds good. All right. Uh, of course, game tonight, Jazz Sixers. Uh, David and Pat talked a lot about it this morning. Let's hear a few minutes of what they had to say. Is the Jazz game against the 76ers a statement game? PK, I got to go low-end statement game here because of what we just talked about in the last segment, because they've lost two out of three on this trip and they're three and three in their last six games. If you go into the All-Star game losing three out of four and four out of seven, that's not good. So, yes, they need to. And also, they've got some nice wins recently until you realize that they played teams that weren't full strength and were missing star players. So, do they need to beat a good team that's at full strength? Yes, they beat the Clippers shorthanded, they beat the Lakers shorthanded, they beat the Sixers shorthanded, so this would be absolutely good. But when they come back, there's going to be another road trip, so that's going to trump whatever happens here and reset the mood. And after that, we're going to get to next month, and they're going to play the Lakers twice in three days. And if the Lakers beat them twice in three days, regardless of the records, the Lakers will be thinking, yeah, we went two out of three from you, and we're full strength, we're better than you. Who cares what the record says? We've had injuries. So okay, what's there's, have to do bigger tonight, statements, there's bigger statements coming. So to me, it's a, low well, end, it's a statement game, okay. but it's a low-end statement yeah. game because these other things are going to be bigger and more important. And we know when we get to them, they're going to be a big deal. I, I think, well, we, well we, we don't know that, but suppose LeBron's not playing. So you can't you can't say that. You can't say you know that those will be bigger statement games. That sounds good, but you can't say it with any level of accuracy. Because suppose the Jazz have two three guys out. You have no idea what and especially in a COVID situation here. So I can't say that at all. What I know right now is Embiid's going to play and then well you just that's your big knock. Well, they beat the Sixers without Embiid. Well, that that takes care of this. So if you get this, I can argue this is your best, biggest win of the season. So I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. So I can't we I can't say we know in this year. We don't know anything. In fact, we don't even know that Embiid's going to play tonight until we see him walk out <laughs> and they throw the ball up. I do have the my, opening I do, tip. I do have my doubts about NBA injury reports. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. I got to admit it. I mean, games have been canceled Literally oh, moments yeah. before. Yep. So there's no way I can say we know and fill in the blank. This is a huge game. What else you got for me? It ain't even 730 yet? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Fired up. <laughs> 
They're coming back <laughs> after the break with one home game with Houston, and then they've got and then five road trip. Yeah. They've got another five game road trip, mm-hmm. and so sure. even yeah. if they lose tonight, if they come out of the break and just crush it and are great coming out of the break, then we're going to say, oh, they were drained. That doesn't really matter. This is what matters. I still think what comes next, and, and you got me if the Lakers, you know, if LeBron's out, then okay, then it won't be the big statement game. But I do think what comes next is going to trump this. Because right now, these last six games are taking the edge off winning 20 out of 21, which is obviously the bigger sample. And there were some quality wins in this. When I was bringing up the rosters yesterday, you're like, yeah, well, Milwaukee had their team, and the Jazz got them. And Jazz swept Milwaukee this year. You know, won both those games. So Yeah, but, I, but, I but, don't think Milwaukee's all that good. I, I agree. Uh, they're a cut below. They're, they're okay. They're a cut below the, they're the next tier below the, the Sixers and the Nets. But no one really thinks as a three seed they're about to win back-to-back playoff series and, and go to the conference finals. Right now it looks like I the don't. other, I didn't the other think they two will meet. Last year. I don't think they'll do it this right. year. The, the Nets should meet the Sixers, and the Nets should be favored. So. And then if I remember correctly, they played uh, Milwaukee without Drew Holiday at one of those times, so you can go back and forth on that. If the Sixers have their guys, this is a huge game. The Sixers are a legitimate contender in the East. Jazz legitimate contender in the West. For the 3rd of March on Gordon Monson's birthday, it doesn't get any bigger. <laughs> That's a segment coming later this morning. <laughs> what to get Gordon for his birthday. What do you get the guy who has everything? <laughs> Man, I'm glad I didn't hear that segment. Wow. What the, the, the one we just segment? listened to? No, no, the one about uh, trying to figure out what, what to get me for my birthday. I'm sure that there, that was filled with sarcasm. No, those guys? No, I don't think so. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I agree, with, I agree with PK on that one. I, I think tonight's game is a big game. And when I went on their show later in the day, later in their in their show, I said as much. So I I, I don't know because DJ was saying this isn't as big as the Laker games that come later. I what difference does it make? They're, they're all the, against the the top quality teams in the league. They're all important, and and I think it's particularly important right now for the very reason that DJ said it wasn't important, and that is to stem that tide a little bit. You know, I what because tide? the tide that's flowing against what the Jazz have accomplished so far this season, losing, uh, you know, games that they hadn't been losing before. And so, and look, I remember the game that Jazz beat the Sixers without Joel Embiid, and they can say that. They can say, oh, yeah, you beat us, but you didn't beat us without, uh, without our guy. And so now the Jazz can add a little doubt into that equation if they go back there to Philadelphia and beat them again. I, I think it's a big deal. It's a big deal just for the Jazz's overall, uh, you know, uh, psyche. Uh, because they got to be, th- be thinking about what happened tonight uh, for the next four or five days. See, I don't necessarily agree. I get what you're saying. I just don't put the importance, I guess, on, on that. It's why a, it's would, a why little, they, why it's a little they, touch why and feel why wouldn't it be a, a an important game? I don't know because it's one of seventy two. But they're going up against the Sixers. That potentially Unless, full strength. Here, let me let me say this: unless 
something really out of the ordinary happens. Almost guarantee you won't even give this game a second thought by the end of the year. But my my point is, will they, uh, as as they cogitate and let this simmer over the next number of days? I wouldn't think so. I think they've earned uh, a break, regardless of the outcome of tonight's game, to go go into it feeling pretty good about themselves. Uh, I don't think that that's the way these guys are going to think. Why? Why not? They've got the best league, uh, best record in the league. Yeah, but they would have lost what three or four? Okay. What have the Lakers lost recently? Yeah, what well, have the Clippers lost recently? This, yeah, but those guys don't. The Lakers don't have the same issue because the Lakers are champions. They won last year. You know they don't. I think for a defending champion, the the uh, the regular season isn't as important as it is for a team like the Jazz who are trying to establish themselves. I just don't think tonight's game will be as consequential. I I just don't. I mean, it's good. It's a it's a great matchup. One of the East's best against one of the West's best. I I got it. But I mean, to put all this emphasis on the last game before the All Star break and. Uh, a team that's now, I mean, you mentioned three out of the last four, but if they lose tonight, but they've still won, what, 22 out of the last 25? Yeah, but that's not a that's not a schneid you want to be on if you're that good. But that stuff happens in an NBA season, man. Well, not if you don't let it happen. So they were going to be on that pace for the whole season? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but nobody likes to go into a break having lost three or four. Especially a team with the Jazz's aspirations. Yeah. I don't think it sinks them if they lose. Well, it depends because if you're saying, oh, my gosh, everything is riding on this game, then no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it it may be a little more important than some other games. My opinion will not change one bit based on the outcome of tonight's game. Should we bring David on? Sure. David's here. He's at his setup. I'm looking at him right now out in the – the Lounge, the Carrier Zone Studios. Hi, David. Hi there. How are you? Hi, Gordon. How are Hi. things? Hi. Hi, David. You guys are my test um, of my system to make sure it's working so I can record the Quinn Snyder coaches interview in a minute. Oh, well, hey, uh, our pleasure to be of service. Looks like it's working very well. I'm very pleased. Hi. Yeah, you, you sound good. Um, the only thing I'll be interested tonight is watching um, Joel Embiid because, like, let's talk about the best centers in the NBA. So, Rudy Gobert, right? Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid didn't play it. Nikola Jokic, best center in the NBA, right? Probably one of the best. Yep. Embiid didn't play. Didn't, did, didn't play. Jonas Valanciunas, I would say, is probably the third best center in the Western Conference. It, it didn't play that game. Now, he did score 44 against Miami. So, I mean, like, Bam out of Bayou. Oh, but Bam didn't play that game. <laughs> um, who else would you say is an elite-level Eastern Conference center? Hmm. Miles Turner? Demata Sabonis? Okay, Demata, oh, certainly. He, he sat out the first one of their meetings. Last game, he scored 24 against them. So So I'm curious to see what tonight, you know, like he scored 31 against Houston and Christian. Oh, no, that was against DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, He scored 50 against Chicago. And if you can name their center, you win a prize. (laughs) 
oh, it was rookie Patrick Williams or it was Wendell Carter, who's Gordon, six seven. Gordon's a big Wendell Carter guy. <laughs> I like Wendell Carter, but not six seven. Right. So let's see. I want to. That's what I want to see tonight. He kills Ennis Canner, man. I mean, you look at the numbers and Joel Embiid just throttles Ennis Canner. It's impressive. So what do you expect tonight, David, in this matchup, especially Rudy Gobert and Joel Embiid? Uh, I mean, I think the interesting one is if you go last year, I, I'm pulling it up right now because uh, my guy Ron Boone, the greatest, hardest-working, best guy on the planet, um, literally is like such a dedicated um, worker that he's like, hey, do you think you could find me the Rudy Gobert defensive numbers against Joel Embiid. Like, what's like the guy's like seventy years old and like established. Why does he need these things, right? But he always does. So I was looking this up for him right now, and oh my gosh, lo and behold, Joel Embiid went five of seventeen last year when guarded by Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Is that good? You know the one that's really, really interesting. Also, you know, like the third best guy defending Rudy Joel Embiid was last year. Derek Favors. He went three of nine against Derek Favors last year. Why? That's like this is really kind of an interesting trend here, guys. Like, maybe we should just look up what Joel Embiid did against everybody last year and see who he had really good games against and who he shot over fifty percent against and who he. Oh, it's all the second run guys. Let's see what happens. Didn't he? Yeah, uh, didn't he have a really good game against uh, Rudy two years ago, season before last? Probably. He's great. I'm kind of having fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, you know, he's a great player, but he is, there is something to this that, you know, his strength is his length and size and domination over people. And, you know, you look at who he dominated last year and you find the, like the eight centers that he shot over 50% against when he took, you know, at least 10 shots. And it's John Collins, Thon Maker, Tristan Thompson, Dwayne Dedman, Jimmy Butler, Jakob Pertle, Myers Leonard, like, it's not the best of the best, right? You flip this thing around, he went 1 of 16 against Marc Gasol last year. He went 5 of 17 against Rudy Gobert. He went 9 of 30 against Brooke Lopez. He went 3 of 9 against Derek Favors. He went 5 of 14 against Nikola Jokic. Hmm. So do you cringe a little bit when he gets mentioned in the MVP conversation? A little. I mean, his numbers are great, right? Thirty and yeah. But a based on that, I cringe if you're if you're hand picking yeah, your opponent. Bit, like, I do think too much of this league analysis. Of this league is done off box scores and highlights. I agree with that. Like, watch, pay attention. So, David, um, what are you? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I didn't have anything to add. Jake and I were talking about the importance of this game for the Jazz just from a, uh, a, a mental standpoint or an attitude standpoint. Uh, obviously, it's not crucial. But do you think this is an important game, given that the, if the Jazz lose it, that would have been three or four? No, not in the sense that, like, I think of them any differently at the end of this or that they, like, show up differently in the first game back. Um, but, you know, I think it would be a really good win, right? They're good. Um, so that if you can get this, if you can get this win against them, considering how good they are, I would say that's a really, really good win. Uh, and then you're propelling yourself kind of as an established top end team as you, 
you know, as you go to the break, if you lose tonight, you have lost three out of four, and all the doubters have some more reason to doubt. Uh, David Locke with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, let's talk about how uh, Ben Simmons' game changes with Embiid in the lineup. Last time we saw him, Simmons was going for a career-high 42, which you accurately point out came when the game was over and he wanted to stack up some stats. But, of course, we know it was kind of his time to shine because Embiid was not there. Talk about those two together. What do you think about them and the way they have to play on the floor at the same time? I think it's, you know, we've seen, if we're really honest, we've seen it ourselves, right? The, the Rudy and Donovan have had some bumpy roads together, like two stars rising up at the very beginning of their careers together. This is not a script that works very often, right? Like Kobe and Shaq worked, but not kind of. Penny and Shaq, it never worked. Like LaMarcus Aldridge and Dame Lillard had problems. Like this is a really, really hard script to take two players – undefined as players have them define themselves in collaboration with another player like that's a very very difficult thing to have happen so i have some doubts on whether this is the long-term solution i think it it actually makes more sense to me for them to trade one of them because not be and get massive value back that matches the other one better i don't i don't know what that is necessarily it it does it does feel as there's some aspects to these two guys where they actually match each other pretty well, right? Joel Embiid's a 40% three-point shooter, and you have a non-shooting um, point guard in Ben Simmons, so that feels like that should be a pretty good match for for two guys to to collaborate on together. That that feels like that should work. But on the other side of it, you know, maybe Ben Simmons is really a point center and is Draymond Green and needs to be playing with as Draymond Green and you trade Joel Embiid to get a bunch of wing scorers and other players like of that ilk and let Ben Simmons play Draymond Green and then he's incredible. Like we saw that night, fine, those 42 points, a lot of them might have come in the midst of garbage time, but what we saw that night was a pretty brilliant player who with a wide open floor is unguardable. He can get anywhere he wants to go on the floor. And when Joel Embiid's on the floor, he's often running into somebody when he wants to go there. So I don't know, like, or are you better off getting Joel trading Ben Simmons for a bunch of shooters and putting him next to Joel Embiid? I, I think I would build around Simmons if I had to make a choice between the two. So, David, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, sort of like Tevia and Fiddler on the Roof when he used to say, on the, one, on the one hand, on the other hand, but if at this point in the season you were going to evaluate the Jazz pros and cons and you had to come up with two or three things pro, two or three things con, where would you go with that? Oh, I mean, I think the cons are probably the same thing we had at the beginning of the year or as the years develop. We kind of know what they are, which is really – pretty awesome you know if we have multiple wing scores we don't have multiple wing defenders and you know we have to find a way when teams decide to take away our three to be able to still play fast and i think that's you know quite frankly we're we've shown to do that the, the pros are are endless right amazing depth 240 minutes which is 48 times five of of bat of high quality basketball um you know, in four shooters on the floor at all times, the greatest defensive player in the world, the one of the five to ten most impactful players in the world in Rudy, a rising star in Donovan. I think the most important thing is that Rudy and Donovan are better than they were a year ago. That's not talked about enough. Um, I mean, the pros are endless. This is a great basketball team. Is it the 
you know, is it going to win the West? I don't know, but they got a shot. And you know what? Like, they got as good a shot as anyone. The league, you know, what we have is what everyone's wanted out of the league. I think they're going to find out it's not true. But for all the years of Cleveland and Golden State, and everyone's like, oh, the league sucks because you know who's going to be in the finals. But every single time they play, their ratings were through the roof. So that's it. But we don't know right now, right? Like, tonight we have the one seed versus the one seed. No one thinks either of these teams is going to represent their conference in the finals. So, therefore, I think it shows you how much growth, you know, how much parity there's. I, I would guess that the 76ers are the third most likely team to go in the East, and the Jazz are the third most likely team in most fans' mind to, to go in the West, and yet um, they're the number one seed. So what we have is a lot of balance right now in the NBA. All right, David, we know we've got to let you go. Uh, the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show, you got to get on that, and uh, we'll be teasing it. I'm sure it'll be great. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, there you go. Our friend David Locke uh, jumps on with us every single Wednesday. Of course, uh, you'll hear the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show uh, coming up. Usually, Gordon, it's right around, I should know exactly because it's right on clock, but usually it's right around 10 minutes before the top of the hour on game time. So for today, for example, it would be right around 4.50. And then uh, Booner has the shoot-around report for you as well. Always uh, always really great stuff from those two. So when you're usually tuning out the not sports report, today you'll want to tune in. Tune in for the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show. Yeah. You know, I really don't appreciate that. Honestly. I'm sorry. It is your birthday. We should we should be nicer. We I mean, really. Change. I mean, I, I'm a man of the people. I speak for the people, and the people love the non sports report. So I'm just sticking up for the people. What uh? What? How are you celebrating tonight, Gordon? You you having dinner? You what are you uh, doing? I I think family. You going roller skating or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, just going to uh, enjoy. Uh, the company of my family does does uh, does Lisa Lisa whip up something special for dinner? I th- she asked me if I wanted anything, and you know what I what do you think I asked for? Cheese. Well, there might be some cheese involved, but like a cheese casserole, burgers, burgers, burgers. Okay, I'm a burger guy. I like burgers, just like the ones she whipped up for uh, the for the family the night you claimed to. Uh, sorry, you know it was your birthday. That was too aggressive. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry yeah. for bringing what? that up. Okay, where is the rule? Where is the law? Where is the commandment so that you, says it's your birthday? You get to skate by. So you're wait, saying wait, if wait, you wait, you wait, wait, Brian wait. Williams up a story about making wait. dinner for the family? No, it's not true. <laughs> the story was we, true. We can't bring um, that up on your birthday. No. no, I mean I think there is a rule. You got to be one day a week, uh, one day a year. Is it, is that too much to ask, Austin? Really? A little, especially since I speak for the people. Actually, in this case, hey, here I'll make you a deal. When is my birthday? If you know it, then I'll be nice to you on your birthday. It's uh, September eighth. Nope. May 8th. That's too no. <laughs> you know what? I love the confidence in which Gordon answered that though. <laughs> September eighth. Mm. <laughs> you had a. I have it on record here. You don't. You don't have it on record. My birthday. It's just that it, when yes, it comes I do. up, it's in my phone. Oh really? Yeah, because I well, care about nice. you. Well, that's nice of you, but I always like. I don't like missing your birthdays, guys. And I so when that time comes up, I usually am reminded of it. I could not care less about birthdays. Why? It's your day. It's your birthday, man. What do you mean, nah? Especially at your age. Well, plus now my daughter's birthday is three days before mine, and my (laughs) nephew was born on that same day last year. So now there's two little ones that 
are right around my birthday, and so I'm I'm happy to be forgotten. August eighth, closer. Yeah. Uh, August, somewhere in August. <laughs> okay, it's too late. I don't have to be nice to you. It's official. <laughs> when is it? Jake? Well, enjoy those burgers. Jake doesn't or, know either. But... Off the top of my head, no. But I'm not the one. Uh, you know, claiming special treatment. What? <laughs> Actually, you, you kind of were the one claiming it. Well, I was trying to be nice to him, but you're right. There isn't like a, a, a law or anything. But yeah. I like that. Upon further review, Jake decides, <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Well, I'd be nice to yeah. you. What was he thinking? He didn't cook that dinner. That's right. I cooked most of it. No, stop it. Look, I stretched it on the key lime pie. All right. And the burgers. No, I I made those. No, you did not. Well, then why didn't you film it? (laughs) I did film it. No, you didn't. You filmed yourself uh, uh, cutting up like the last little bit and sprinkling <laughs> stuff on a salad. You didn't. You didn't. Uh, now didn't let's show. cut the tomatoes, and in the background, a whole plate of cut beautiful it's already tomatoes. There. And then all of a sudden, it's it's jump cut to the final product, and everybody's sitting down like, "Look at this beautiful meal I prepared." Well, it's like it's like on uh, television, well, on these cooking shows. They don't show the whole process, but they, they, they show some of it. Well, I showed some of it. No, no, you didn't. You you didn't. Why didn't they like flipping the burgers? Would have been a great like scene. Look, my wife sanctioned sanctioned that whole thing. Are you calling her a liar? Oh, see, it always comes down to this. Don't play the wife card. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) You know we think she's great, and you're not. If anybody's bearing false witness, that's you (laughs) and you alone, sir. I by the way, I have had a Gordon cooked burger. He doesn't. He makes a nice burger. I've also uh, been at Gordon's house when burgers were, were being served, and uh, Scotty witnessed the, the affair and said, uh, how about you let me take over here, big guy? <laughs> well, I, I got to admit that it was, well, see, but I was hosting, and so I was running around doing all these different things. No, that's not and, how I remember and, it. I remember so, Scotty so looking girl, right at you doing it and going, yeah, let's, let's get somebody else manning that special. Well, I, I will say this. That that grill got organized in a hurry. It sure did. Over. I mean, he had everything in a certain place, certain, just organized. But don't let so, that, but seriously, that's like Usain Bolt showing up to a foot race that you just won and going, let me show you how it's done. You still are good at it. You're just not Scotty. Well, I got no. a new grill. No. I got a new grill. And so next time you guys come over, we'll, we'll, we'll do it upright. And when will that be? Uh, as soon as everybody's vaccinated, I that does not count. By the way, as our dinner, no, no, I don't want want to. You know what? If that, I would want Lisa to cook it if it was going to be our dinner. I don't want no, Gordon's I, hockey I puck was, burgers. I no, no I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't say I was going to count that as the dinner I owe you that you guys will never accept. You didn't say that, but you were thinking it. No, I wasn't. No, that wasn't. What do you mean? It's it's more personal having you into my home to have dinner here than to just buy you a dinner out on the town. But see, I'm not looking for personal. I'm I'm looking for delicious. Oh, delicious and expensive is what I was going to go for there. You eat your your meat rare? Is that what you're looking for? No, I eat your wallet empty is what I'm looking for. (laughs) All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show. Remember, uh, pregame takes over at 4, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We thought we'd continue on. Uh, we we squoze lock in in the last segment where we, we were doing what's going on. We thought we'd check in with Hanson Scotty real quick because this was a fun segment they had on their show. Uh, all I know about this segment, I did not hear this today, but is donuts and uh, and cocaine? Okay. Oh, no. Hey, it's old world news. Yeah, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I've never heard the end of that. Oh, yeah? Yeah! Oh, you've heard it. We've played it. <laughs> That's good. That's our guy, Johnny Lightfoot. Uh, we, geez, we're not on remote this week. We don't get to see Johnny. Yeah, I'm going to miss him. Going to miss him. Have to get through this week without my guy. You know, uh, you ever watch, uh, you know, when back in the day when you and Clark are sitting back and watching TV? Yeah. Was he a hee-haw guy? No. No, he wasn't. How about Dolores and uh, no, Stan? No, they weren't either. Okay. No. Well, there was like Stan, it's Don. Don, that's right. <laughs> like, Wait, every, what'd you call him? Stan. Stan, Stan I couldn't Stan. remember okay. his name. Anyway, um, but, you know, it, I never watched it, but it was on every now and then. You see that guy, Roy Clark? Uh-huh. And he was always on there, and you just never really thought anything of him. But I was, I saw some video. Uh, Rex Chapman tweeted out a video of him playing the guitar. It was phenomenal. This guy was a guitar genius and so i sent it to johnny johnny's like oh yeah that dude was he's in the top five like greatest guitar players of all time roy clark yes i'll show you who did he play for uh just himself like he was just played for a bunch of different country bands and stuff like that but never traditional guitar like yeah, traditional guitar i'll I'll show you some stuff during the break it's crazy i do remember hee-haw my parents weren't a fan of hee-haw but i do remember hee-haw my grandparents were big Lawrence Welk fans. So oh, yeah. I had to watch Lawrence Welk With every the time. bubbles and all that stuff. Yeah, that was a rough, that's a rough show to sit through. When you're at your grandparents' house, they've got the thermostat cranked up to 85. Oh, man. And Lawrence Welk is on. Oh. You are asleep in, the, in no time. <laughs> Just bored and asleep. Yes. Like, this is not how I expected my vacation to go. The worst, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my... I remember my grandma had one of those workout wheels. You know, it's the wheel with the handle on the yeah, sides yeah, yeah. that you that you lay out like a like you're doing a push up, and then you extend Bring it, it out back past in. your head. That was the only toy she had. So that's that's what I played. So with. you're working on the core. So I'd try to stand on that, bent the handles. <laughs> <laughs> when you're visiting the grandparents, God forbid you open the window and leave for a little bit, oh, they will lose man. their mind. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Hell get has. us robbed. Hell what are you doing? Oh, Who's going to break in? Heaven bless my grandparents. I loved my my grandparents were the best. I had a grandpa that was Henri. Oh, yeah. Henri. When you get to that age, you're either Henri. either really cool and, and fun or you're just angry at the world. Yeah, he was and, angry. Yeah. Oh, man. And even then, typically, they just... You just get angry. I remember I tracked Snow through the house once, and I heard him saying to my grandma, well, I've got to go up there and teach him a lesson. And I'm sitting, I'm in the upstairs, I'm hearing him talk. I'm like, oh, man, I do not want to get beat by my grandpa <laughs> like that. There was a fear of that. 
And then um, he didn't like when you plopped in your seat. And I came in the back. I, I, they had like a, a like a yeah plopped in you your know, seat. But that's the thing. Like the weirdest things would set old people off. Yeah, have you heard this? The plop in your seat. The, the older generation did not like when little younguns would come in and just flop down in their seat. And I plopped in my seat and started stirring what was on the dinner table. And my grandpa came over and grabbed me by the shoulder and whispered into my ear, if I ever see you sit down like that again, you won't sit for a long time. <laughs> That's such an old man thing to and say. And I was man. like, oh, my gosh. That's scary. <laughs> he scared me, man. <laughs> but they did. And, you know, the other thing that made him honorary is that we'd pick apples off his tree and throw them at each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't waste apples. Hey, when you come through the Depression yeah. and food is scarce and you see yeah. a bunch of kids out there throwing apples around like they're nothing. Yep. Like, I, that's how I learned how to started to play golf a little bit was I'd put, we had this old, a bunch of old apple trees. I'd put them up on a tee and just start working on the swing and that didn't go over oh, well. Oh, grandparents are just, that, yeah. it's any wasteful thing. They just would go bonkers yeah. on any wasteful thing. Um. That was Minden, Utah, man. Growing up in Minden, Utah, I love it. Well, you got to think about it too. Like he sold his his occupation was selling milk and butter. Like that was what that's he his did. job, huh? Raised cows, got milk, made butter. Yeah. Went and took the milk, and I think had the the milk turned to butter, and that was that was how he made his living. Wow. That's a tough way to make a living. That is. That was not the segment that uh, <laughs> that we led into. <laughs> That was, I thought we just let it go. That was not. That was not it. That was that was Henri grandparents. That was not. That was not donuts. Believe and it or not, that then immediately leads into a discussion about donuts and I, cocaine. I see. But, you know, but that was about Henri Henri grandparents. That video he was talking about with Roy Clark playing the guitar. Uh, I saw that same video, and it is impressive. Oh, it, uh, look, I wasn't a hee-haw fan. I grew up in the in the suburbs. I, I mean, back east, it, was the, it, it wasn't hee-haw, though I had some relatives who were on the farm a little bit. But uh, that was kind of foreign to me a tad bit. But uh, I, I, every once in a while, I would run across hee-haw because there really weren't that many stations to watch back in the day. And uh, he was a talented guitar player, man. It wasn't my kind of humor so much, but go back, go back and look at that video, Austin. You're a you're a music guy. I think you would appreciate. Don't the I saw the video? It, it went viral this week. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was it was remarkable that a guy could do that. But anyway, okay. I got no, I got, I got nowhere thing. to go. You're you're plucking hee haw. <laughs> I mean. I don't remember that particular clip from the show, but Roy Clark could play the guitar, and uh, I didn't watch Hee Haw much. I mean, I knew enough of it to know that there was a bunch of people in plaid shirts and overalls and stuff on the show. Yeah, but Hanson Scotty talked a lot about more things or, than that. Yeah, a lot of other stuff. Yeah. I know. It stood out in my mind, though, because I, I watched you that watched same yeah, video. We got it. No, I watched the video clip. The clip of uh, Roy Clark playing, and it reminded me of that. Did you guys have mean, or do you have mean grandparents? Um, uh, I had uh, I had one That's grandma that, that could get after you a little bit, uh, but but uh, you know, 
I'm the exact opposite as a grandparent. I, I give my grandkids whatever they want. I had a great-grandfather who was the sweetest, nicest, most friendly person you've ever known. But he was like nine and a half feet tall, had these giant lightning white bushy eyebrows, these really dark glasses, and a very gruff, deep voice. And as a six-year-old, that's terrifying. He was a really, really <laughs> nice man, but I was scared to death of him. Even and I miss on? him dearly now, but looking back on it, yeah. I had a grandfather who was a little gruff, but he was not uh, not so with me necessarily. But he had a BB gun if uh, if you uh, stopped with your dog to make a mess on his lawn. For the dog or you? Well, I guess that's true. It was more for the dogs that were not being walked that he was grumpy with. The the ones. Isn't that just a well placed? Get out of here! Going to take care <laughs> no, of that? It's not going to do it. Did you connect with one set of grandparents more than the other, Jake? No, I think I, I really connected with all of my grandparents. Okay. All right. Well, I, I try to be a good grandparent. I try to be popular with my grandkids because I figure if they ever need some advice, I want them to be able or to money. say, uh, no, that's their problem, not mine. <laughs> but anyway, I <laughs> I like the story that's told. And you've heard it, and I've said it on this air before, where the parents of the child, and it, namely your kids, have a common enemy, their own kids and the grandparents, because those two generations gang up on the middle one. <laughs> well, I'm more Big Show. We'll wrap up the Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, Jazz Game Night, pregame show coming up right around the corner. Giving you a short show on your birthday there, Gordon. Yeah, well, as long as you don't give me short shrift. Short what now? Short shrift. Short shrift? You've never yeah. heard him say that? I don't think so. It's I hear like it in my dreams. Frickin' frack. The frick and the frack. And don't give him short shrift. Didn't somebody over there at the trip once look up how many times you've written the term frickin' frack? No, that was just uh, one of our friends who uh, made mention to you about that. And that's why it sticks in your mind. Is that where it is? Yeah. Smatrick Schminahan? No, it wasn't PK. Oh, it wasn't PK. Oh. oh, I know exactly it, who it, it is. It was Jim Patrick, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. The frickin' the frack of it all? Jim Patrick, who sounded exactly like that uh, old-timey actor. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh, know that. What's that Bell Ring Christmas uh, movie? Oh, Jimmy Stewart. It's a Wonderful Life. Jimmy Stewart, yeah. He <laughs> sounded just like Jimmy Stewart. 
Did he really? Yeah, yeah don't you don't remember that? that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Anyway, well, uh, you want the movie? Jim's in, Jim's in other at the uh, Sacramento Bee now, I believe. Is he really? I think so. I thought he was in Maine for some reason. But anyway, there you go. Learn something new every day. That's the, fr- the frick and the frack. The frick and the frack of it all. Gordon's gonna go enjoy some burgers. You gonna open presents? I uh, I don't know. I I am not assuming that that will happen. But new maybe. Porsche? <laughs> no, no, no. No. I only have one Porsche. Could be two after tonight. No, I don't need anything. What did, did you did you ask for anything for your birthday? Did Lisa no. ask what you wanted? Lisa kept asking me, and I said, Don't, just nothing is fine. Nothing is fine? Come on. No, I, I don't, you know. No. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. What are you looking for, Gordo? What did you ask for? There's no harm I, in that. What did you ask I for? I didn't ask for anything. I couldn't think of anything. That uh, I'm rather frugal. That's not true. Tell me lies. You were telling us yesterday how you had a butler. That was that was completely coincidental. I that had you know, all right, okay. Then I will admit to you that uh, I spend a little money. I, I spend a little money on two things: one on a, yourself on, and on a nice, on, no, on a nice <laughs> car, and on on trips. I do like uh, experiencing good things and so. butlers. But I, I really ask Lisa about it, man. I I don't spend money. I you know I'm very generous, but I I don't spend money on myself. Isn't like that, a car that a like that was a joke? The generous thing. Isn't a car like the most like the biggest thing possible that you can spend money on for yourself? Oh well, I don't know. I mean, I like if you buy yourself a nice mountain bike, that's like two grand. But if you buy yourself a nice car, that's like. That's the biggest thing people like you and I can do, Jake. Yeah. But a third right. home like, in the Alps can also be purchased. Like are by you other... talking like frugal, like when you, you're asked if you want to supersize it, you say no. But then when it comes to your car, it's like all rules go out the window. <laughs> so, is that Super what we're talking about? That here? Porsche. <laughs> I've oh, been I just, good. I just I just don't spend much money on other things. And uh speaking of money, uh it's a bad day to talk about that because the markets were down across the board. Ah, yes, I knew we had to do something today. A mountain, uh, or not mountain, excuse me, a TridayTrading.com market update. Uh, we do this every day at this time. You'd think I would remember. Brought to you by our friends at TridayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader, TridayTrading.com. How do we do today, Gordon? The Dow was off 121 points. Come on now, I'm losing my mind here. The NASDAQ was off 361. Stop being a candy butt. And the S&P down 50. Poop fest. The drops do make it so much better. All right, Gordon, will you enjoy your burgers and your birthday tonight? I hope you get everything you're looking for. I hope it is I, a new Porsche out there on the on the driveway. <laughs> no, it won't be. Uh, and we're joking about uh, I mean my filthy display of wealth is greatly exaggerated on that show on this show and you know that i just want to make sure everybody knows that i'm not uh you know i don't have deep pockets could have fooled me <laughs> all this talk about only having one portion do you tip a a, a driver that drops off a maserati all that combo <laughs> 
thank you for the birthday wishes. I Seriously, happy it. birthday. Enjoy your night, Gordo. Do, uh, Thanks. You do you tonight. Every, anything, it's a Gordon night. You know what I mean? You want to watch Madlock? You want to watch the jazz game? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody takes your spot on the couch tonight, buddy. You, uh, you have a good one. I'll probably watch, you know, the Munsters or, you know, Adobe Gillis or a something. A little Perry tonight, Mason, you know, yeah. Something from right. the 50s. Yeah. Murder, she wrote. <laughs> well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, enjoy your birthday, Gordo. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, see you guys. Jazz Game Night pregame show starts next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Then he threw a glass container of syrup. If I hadn't caught it, uh, it would have been clean up in aisle five. I knew that was about the end of it. So long, farewell, I'll be the same I hate goodbyes. This thing!